Praise the Lord. So last week we were talking about the goodness and mercy of God, how he doesn't allow us to fall into temptation, how he, he doesn't turn his back on us, he doesn't turn his face away from us, he's always there trying to nudge us and guide us and wait for us to do the right thing, and, and he, you know how he doesn't want to punish people, he, he always wants to help us. He's always there. And you know, I got to thinking about how good God is. But on the other hand, you know, what we do is we limit God sometimes. We, we just, because of our faith or because we have a lack of understanding, we just, um, I don't know, we, something inside of us isn't, all the way up to his word, where uh, we limit, we put him in a box. We put him someplace where, yeah, yeah, I know that God can do this. I know, but I don't know if he'll do it for me. I know that God can do this, but but the doctor said that I don't. I don't think I'm. You know, they don't think that I'm going to be healed. They, um, yeah, he can get me out of debt, but you know, there's always the bill. There's always a bill, you know, but, you know, and then a few weeks ago, we, we were reading a scripture about how God can do, you know, uh, someone was, you know, hired these men to fight, and he paid them a certain amount of money, and then the man of God came and said, don't, don't go up against the enemy because you're going to lose, and and what happened is that the man said, well, 
I already paid them. What am I going to, I'm losing out on all that money. What am I going to do? And then plus when he told them, the men were so mad at him. But the, the man of God said, God can give you that and more. And so that got me thinking about how, you know, we only think a certain way. We only think that God is able to do this, but we don't go beyond, above, exceeding, above. You know, because in Ephesians 3.20, um, God is talking about how he can do more than what we can ask or think or even, you know, in our minds. He can, he can just blow our minds. We just don't have that ability and I want to talk about a couple of scriptures today that where God, um, people have not limited God and they've got, or they did limit God. And, and what I want to convey to everybody is that, you know, we shouldn't limit God. We should think about more than what we want. We shouldn't settle for, you know, like people say, um, good enough or this, if I could just get this, I'll be fine. If I could just get that, I'll, everything will be all right. You know, and you're actually settling for less than what God can give you or do for you. And what's amazing is that God has some huge, tremendous blessings for people. And they limit his, him, and, and he can't do it because your faith isn't there. And the first scripture is from 2 Kings chapter 4. 2 Kings chapter 4. Now there cried a certain woman of the wives, of the sons, of the prophets unto Elijah, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead. And thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. And the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. And Elijah said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in the house? And she said, Thine handmaid hath not anything in the house, save a pot of oil. Then he said, Go, borrow thee vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels, borrow not a few. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and shalt pour out unto all those vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. So she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons, who brought the vessels to her, and she poured out. And it came to pass. When the vessels were full, that she said unto her son, Bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, There is not a vessel more. And the oil stayed. Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, Go, sell the oil, and pay thy debt, and live thou and thy children of the rest. Praise the Lord. So... A few things go through my mind about, um, I think in verse 3 it says, borrow not a few. 
So, you know, I don't know what that would mean to me or you or anybody else. Borrow not a few. You probably just get like five. Go to your neighbor and say, do you have some vessels I can, I can have? If that's, that's where, if that's where your faith is. You know, five. You know, would I go to five neighbors? Would I go to ten neighbors? Would I go to, can you give me everything that you have? Can right. You, you know, if you have that said, type of faith. You got, but see, you've got to really listen to the word and let it sink into your heart. Borrow not a few. So she could have had like a hundred or more. Right. You know, if she, if she made the effort, she could have gotten that much. The other thing that goes through my mind is that I have nothing in this house except I have, there's nothing I have. The creditors are after me. I have, I, except I don't have for any, the oil. All I got is the oil. And I'm thinking about God can, you know, you got to, God can take what you have, what little bit that you have, and multiply it a million times. Right. Whatever you have, you make do, you make use of what you have. You don't count it as nothing. And there are a lot of people that do that. What you have, they, you know, I was talking to somebody once and they were saying, you know, I was talk, actually talking about saving money. And they were saying, uh, what, say $5? What is that? $20? What is that? And I said, well, that's like building a building. You know, you start with one little brick and you build on, on that and you, and you add to that. And then when you keep adding to it, it'll, you know, but I was just thinking about, you don't count it as nothing. Whatever you have in your hand, whatever you have in your house, whatever you have, whatever desire you have, whatever you have in your heart, whatever the Lord puts on your heart, that can multiply it can grow and grow. Just like yeast grows, it can grow and grow. So don't count it as anything. But I'm thinking in terms of how we limit God. And if she, and she got what she wanted, and she ended up having all of her... Debts paid off. Bills paid. And money to live off of. And it worked out for her. Now, she probably could have been the wealthiest person in town, you know, if she had collected more. Well, don't know if she didn't turn out to be wealthy. Don't know how much she borrowed, but she borrowed enough to live off of, so don't know exactly how much that was. Mm -hmm. So it depends upon a person's faith. And it depends on how many neighbors were willing to lend her pots. <laughs> so, you know, she, and the fact that she was obedient to the letter, closing the doors so that she, what she did, she did in private because, you know, uh, there are people who meddle. I'm and telling people you. are all into your business to try to discourage. And you can't share everything with everybody. No, you cannot. You can't tell everybody everything, you no. know. It's just like when people win the lottery, then they're just bombarded from people they don't even know. Yeah, some of them had to hire security because you don't mm -hmm. know who will try and take it and take it by force. I mean, you people um, waste it all by themselves. <laughs> you know, they don't need any help giving it away. But um, but I'm thinking how the Lord blesses. And you know, there are scriptures that say that you know you pay your tithes, 
And then he'll bless you. Yeah, your tithes and offerings. You pay pay your tithes and offerings, and he'll bless you. And then there's a scripture that talks about, well, he, in that scripture, in Malachi 3.10, it talks about opening up the windows of heaven and, and pouring out a blessing so much so that you won't even be able to contain it. It's going to be overflowing. Right. And then there's a, a scripture how the Lord multiplies some 20, some 30, some 100. and some 100 fold. But people, they still have to put forth the effort. I think what happens, uh, people get discouraged because they're putting forth the effort and we are a society of instant gratification. We don't see it right away. And, or we have some hindrance, something trying to, to block the blessing. And so we just sort of sometimes just give up on whatever it is that we requested of the Lord or whatever we're looking for the Lord to do. But we have to have confidence in his word. And that's where we have to look to the Lord, not, not what our natural eyes are telling us, but what the Lord has told us. And that's where faith comes in. And that's where trusting the Lord to keep all his promises, that's where that comes in. And so then you just make it up in your mind. You gird up the loins of your mind so that you don't let the enemy come in and try to, to distract you and keep you from thinking on the word of God. Start you thinking on something other than God's promise. And that is really easy to do. It's really to get distracted. It's really to get off course. That's why I think, that's why it says in Philippians, to think on these things, things that are pure, things that are holy, things that are good of good report. Think on these things, mm -hmm. you know, so you don't get discouraged, so you don't right. give up. And I know especially if you're sick, especially if you're wondering how you're going to pay the bills, or especially if you're looking for a job mm -hmm. or trying to figure out how you're going to pay your mortgage or pay your rent or whatever, <laughs> wherever it is. You know, how are you going to, where's your next meal coming from? Mm -hmm. And I think how God just preserves us and how man can give you foolish advice. And I mean, I'm not trying to get off track, but this person, they found the individual in, in his car and he had frozen to death. Because there are people going around telling a person, if you have an option of staying in your home or living out of your car and you just had to choose two because they're both like it was uh, a financial burden, they were advising people to live out of their car. And that's, to me, it's just crazy. You know, if you have a roof over your head, you stay where there's a roof over your head. God, when God blesses us with the means to have shelter, stay where there's shelter. But I'm thinking about how this individual looking and taking the advice, I think, of people. I don't know if his car ran out of gas or what. Oh, you know what I'm saying? And he because, didn't have the heat right. to turn on. Yeah, because there's an expense. So it's, it, rather than trusting what man says, and man gives advice with very good intentions, some of them, not all of them, but the bottom line is, it's better to trust in God's word and to look at the examples that he said in the scriptures. Everywhere the Lord uh, took care of his people, he provided them dwelling places. He provided them a place where they would have a roof over their head. He provided them a place where they could grow food and raise cattle. And whenever he spread them abroad, he blessed them so that Wherever they were, not only did they bring the word of God, he also blessed them and prospered. So when we 
have to take counsel, make sure that counsel is rooted in God's word, not somebody's opinion, because it can actually, with good intentions, mislead you. So you have to trust in what the Lord tells us. You have to do it and, and not count him short, not saying that the Lord won't bless. It's just that whatever we ask, we ask according to God's will. For him to feed us, to clothe us, to, uh, to bless our health, that's in his will. You know, I've heard someone say they're going to live to be 5,000. Now, I don't think that's in God's will. <laughs> See, I, he, he said he promised us 120 years because man has become so wicked. Now, I believe that. Can there be an exception to it? Yes, but will it be 5,000 years? I, that's me personally. I don't think so because it seems to go beyond God's word. We're trusting in his promises, what his will is. I don't even think the, the people in the Old Testament ever lived 5,000 years. No. But I mean 700, 800, 900. Yeah, but the person told me that he and God have an understanding, so I said, well, okay. You know, I, <laughs> I'm not going to argue with you about that, but all I know is that whatever we're doing something, we have to ask, Lord, according to your will, so be it. And then you recognize what God's will is, because sometimes it's not the Lord's will for something to be done. Sometimes it is his will, and sometimes because we don't, we can't see it, so we have to ask God for an understanding. You know, I tell the Lord I want to get the beams out of my eyes, and I want to unstop my ears so that I can see and hear what you have to say. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes the Lord tell me no, and I'm thinking, wow, you know, because I can't see why not. And then, but because he said no, the answer is no. And then after a while, he just reveals it. And he said, oh, that's why. <laughs> yeah, so, it, you know, I, I want to just impress on everybody not to limit God. Don't get discouraged. That's don't right. get, uh, you know, just don't get discouraged. Because, right, because the enemy will have you look at your circumstance. And you can look at, do you have only one, bo- one bottle of oil? And all right, you know, you have a mountain of, yes. of debt. I mean, there are people that make businesses out of just a little bit of, or just one little idea. There's a scripture that says that God gives us, um, no, he didn't say inspiration. He's in, he gives us witty inventions. And in, you know, pray, ask the Lord to bless you with a witty invention so that you can... Or that the Lord to undertake because the Lord will bless us to think outside the box. The Lord will actually bless you to think in those ways that aren't conventional. I, I listened to this person. He's supposed to be a Christian advisor. And he's advising about investments. And he's saying you have to keep up with, with the rich, you want your money to grow. He said, this is how you do it. And I'm thinking, I don't want to keep up with the rich. I don't want to put my trust in what the, what the wealthy put their trust in as far as mammon. I don't, I don't want to do that. I said, Lord, I want you to bless me to think outside the box. I don't want to become dependent upon the, the things that the world has become dependent upon. And he's a a Christian advisor, and he's trying to tell them what to invest in as far as the commodities and the, and the gold and the silver. And I'm saying, yeah, but you can't eat gold. You can't, you can't make a meal off of silver. Now, it might be good for swapping or trading and maybe to have some, but you want, I want to think beyond that. I want to be able to be self-sufficient. So, Lord, bless me to think 
outside the box, not look at man and what direction man is going in and because they have wealth, I'm going to follow them. No, I, that doesn't appeal to me at all. I said, Lord, I want to be independent of that. I want to be set aside from that. I want to be able to, to grow in a way that I don't compromise myself by following the herd. I just, yeah, I don't want to try, go over the cliff with everybody yeah, else. I just don't. Trying, to, trying right. to look at what Jeff Bezos doing. Right. Trying to look at what he doing. Yeah, I, I, you know. I, that's, that's time and chance for what they doing. Right. I said, Lord, that's not, that's not me. So we look to the Lord because things that we never even thought of, things that we never even considered, God would bless us. He would actually bless us. And we have to believe that the Lord will bless us. Yeah, and the enemy will have you think, no, you have to fix this yourself. No, you don't. Mm -hmm. You let the Lord fix it for us. That ain't our job to fix it. Right. We call on the handyman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. We ask God to do this for us and trust that the Lord, God is real. And people don't seem to realize God isn't an abstract thought or uh, some type of man-made philosophy. God is real. You know, God has created us, not the other way around. The Lord is real. And we can go to him and trust in him. And what we want to do, we want to crucify our flesh so that our will yields to God's will. That we humble ourselves to God's will. And once we do that, so that God can show us in the spirit so that we can see the goodness that he has in store for us. Otherwise, we'll be caught up in our flesh and we'll be frustrated. Now... Not limiting God takes some effort, so you're going to have to pray. Right. You're going to have to read. You're going to have to seek out what his will is yes. for you and your life and your situation. Yes, you will. You can't just sit there and, and Say, move wait, for me, to, Lord. <laughs> wait for it to fall in your lap. Yes. You know, you can't just do that. Right. There's a relationship with the Lord. There's a communication that you have with God. And so you're, there's a discourse, there's an exchange. It's not like you're just praying and it's a one-way street. It's you're communicating with the Lord. You're reasoning with God. You're fellowshipping with the Lord. And you can't get much more beautiful than that. I mean, there is nothing greater than being able to go to the Lord and the Lord answers you, hears you. And I don't know who it was. I don't know who it was, but he did say that to somebody. Come. Let us reason together. Right. And that's, that's what the Lord is telling us. You know, don't look at your circumstances. Don't, don't look at what, how you feel or what you think or, or whatever. Just come to me and, and let's talk it over. Let's, and, and you don't have to pray like these and thous and, right. you know, like, or, or scripted prayers, you know, pre-printed prayers. You don't have to. You just tell him what's on your heart. Right. And you pray. And you thank him for what he's going to do for you. You thank him for what he's about to do. Mm -hmm. What better consultant to have? Because you can look at, you can, people go to a lot of consultants, pay an arm and a leg for <laughs> these go consultants. On Shark Tank and, go on and this, go on that, and they, they lose their shirt. <laughs> but That's with true. God, you don't have to worry about anything because he's always going to give you the right advice without you paying the price. Right. He's going to do this for you. You just have to trust in him and believe me, the moment you make it up in your heart, 
and in your mind and in your soul that you're going to trust in the Lord, the enemy comes and starts to pick. So that's when you gird up the loins of your mind, you gird up your loins, and you stand fast in the liberty whereby he has made us free. You stand there and you say, I'm not going to doubt God's word. I'm going to wait on the Lord. And then you take the sword and you begin to be on offense and defense when the enemy comes against you because the enemy will come. And it's a battle. You're right. It's a battle, but you have to know that God is fighting your battle. Right. He said, I got the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And the enemy has no defense against God's word. Now, he has a defense against anything we can come up with. But once we get the word, what can the enemy do? He cannot overthrow the Lord. He, he's not greater than the Lord, and he's not equal to the Lord. There's nothing he can do against God's word. Now, the, the other thing I think of is that you can't rush God. I mean, he's going to do it in his own time. <clears throat> and you can't say, well, it hasn't happened by now. I'm going to, like Abraham, you know, by now, and, and Sarah, it didn't happen yet. We didn't have a child yet, so. This is what God must have intended. <laughs> I think you're supposed to go into my handmaid. So, and so Ishmael was. <laughs> and, and that's, I think that's what God meant. Right. I think that's what you're supposed to do. So he's born of the will of the flesh. Yeah. And the Lord said, nope, that's not, that's not what I intend, not the will of the flesh, but by the promise. So God said, I keep my promises. So you don't go in your own way. No. And it takes a lot of patience, too. Yes. I mean, faith takes a lot of patience. And patience would have a perfect work. And then um, the other thing I notice is that God is always on time, in the nick of time. Just when you think you're at your last dollar, you're at your I've been last there. straw, been there. you don't know what's going to happen, Yes. and you don't know what's going to happen when you wake up the next day, yeah. all of a sudden a miracle happens. Right. God blesses in a way that you can't even imagine. Right, and you just thank him for it because sometimes when you're going through, then you remember what God has done. And then sometimes you're going through and you remember what he's doing. And you see what he's doing. Well, anyway, that's a good topic. But, you know, right. I wanted to read another scripture about not limiting God. But we'll have to continue that um, next week. Yes, praise the Lord and let everything that have breath praise the Lord. Today's verse of the day comes from John 15 and 19. If ye were of the world, the world would love his own. But because ye are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. Now, ain't God all right? God is all right. Praise the Lord. Last week's Food for Thought was, what do the floods lift up to the Lord? And the answer is, they're waves. And that answer can be found in Psalm 93, Verse 3, which reads, The floods have lifted up, O Lord. The floods have lifted up their voice. The floods lift up their waves. This week's food for thought is, What did David lift up to the Lord? Hint, the Bible. And that's food for thought. <laughs>